Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness of Israel, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Moses, Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burning. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush. Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am God, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taxes. I know their suffering, and I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I also have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The Lord the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am sent you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again for your word this morning. We pray that just as you used the burning bush for Moses, that you would guide us with your word and guide us in Jesus' name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. 
something larger than themselves, or something outside of themselves to sort of stabilize their life, to be kind of an anchor point for them, to, to make sense of reality a little bit. And so, while it's not this huge change, there has been for the first time in many years a change in that direction. I don't know
so he comes to Moses in this episode as a burning bush. The angel of God appears in this bush that is burning but is not consumed. Of course, that says the angel to Moses. And so then we have this inner scene, exchange between God and Moses. God called Moses to go to the doesn't make any sense to him. The mission makes no sense to him. What are we doing? You're calling me to do what? And in the midst of it, we start to see, Moses starts to even question who he is. Understanding himself, look at verse 11. For Moses said to God, who am I? Who am I that I should go and meet these people? It makes no sense. I don't really understand myself. And if I am able or not able, why am I doing this? And there's all, none of this makes sense. God promises that he'll go with Moses. Then it really gets to the fourth question of how is this going to make sense? Verse 13, and Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your father has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is your name? What shall I say to them? Marriage counseling, go through different counseling, we talk about things around the topic of lifestyle, 
more words about marriage. We need words about God. We need to not just be pointed into here's a healthy marriage, here's a healthy marriage. We need to be pointed to God. Augustine would say that he would see it early on. He says, I desire to know God and the soul. Nothing more you ask?
truly and sufficiently. Secondly, now that God is truly sufficient, but limited, secondly, is knowability. God is revealed, not discovered. Theology is that one science that you place yourself under at the time. You don't place yourself over it, and you work and discover and, and, and make choices of, of, of things. In theology, you place yourself under it. As one writer said, God is never the revealed object without being the revealing subject. It is God who reveals Himself to us. And this revelation is a gift of God. Again, we see this in Exodus. If you continue going through, you see God revealing Himself to the people again and again that they might know Him. And in the plague, after the plague is introduced that way, that God says, I'm going to bring this plague. I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Thank you. 
knowledge of God is a personal knowledge. Knowledge of God is a personal knowledge. We are in a historical and covenantal relationship Personal God, He is high, He is lofty, lofty one who inhabits eternity. Now it's floating in a new 
way in the person of Jesus Christ that will be fully and finally fulfilled when He comes and He returns. Listen to this. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. Different than that. So we can have 